The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 448 on this Monday afternoon, and boy, sometimes you stumble your way into a topic that just gets everybody fired up. No matter where you are, it seems as though everybody has an opinion one way or the other on daylight saving time. Going to talk to the Premier of the Yukon, Sandy Silver, coming up here, but if you're on the phone line, Sarah, Michael, Dwight, couple more of you hanging out there. Please stay with us. I want to get you on the air. I want to find out if you are among the 91% of Albertans who are in favor of abandoning daylight saving time, or if you're happy just the way it is. Or maybe Premier Sandy Silver of Yukon might be able to sway you one way or the other. Well, when people living in Yukon switched their clocks forward one hour as part of daylight saving time yesterday, it was for the final time. Last week, the government announced that the territory will keep the time change permanent after they heard an overwhelming majority of residents say they would prefer to remain an hour ahead rather than switch back in November. Yukon Premier Sandy Silver caught up this afternoon. I asked him about the motivation for asking Yukon residents about their thoughts concerning daylight saving time in the first place and what the results of that online survey actually were. Every jurisdiction goes through an ebb and flow of, uh, of this being a hot-button issue. Ours started uh, a few years ago with the Association of Yukon Communities, which is a uh, conversation amongst the municipalities that uh, is joined with our Minister of uh, Community Services and other ministers and myself as Premier. At that time, there was a councillor from Dawson City, which is my community, uh, Kyla MacArthur, who did put forth a declaration to the Association of Yukon Communities about exactly this topic. So that really started this, this most latest round of, of conversations, uh, and it really, uh, it really resonated with Yukoners. It really resonated with single moms. It really resonated with, you know, people who uh, have children and, you know, try to explain to an infant what seasonal time change means. And uh, so, you know, that was a couple of years ago. Uh, we decided to take some action, and so we put a survey out on EngageYukon.ca, and we received the most response that we've ever had on Yukon, EngageYukon.ca. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Yukoners all put their opinion forward, and out of all those folks, 93% of them said, stop changing the clock. Uh, So right away, we heard loud and clear uh, from Yukoners on the survey. Uh, 70% of those also said, uh, you know, go with daylight saving. I think a lot of them knew what uh, BC is proposing as well, Uh, and, you know, the business community came out and said, like, we really want to watch what BC is doing. Uh, So again, it was was, uh, Association Yukon Communities, then on to our survey, and then lots of conversations that I've had with Premier Horgan. Uh, I called them just before we were going to announce, and uh, his opinion was, look, unless some unforeseen circumstance happens uh, that we didn't contemplate so far, they, they, they are moving forward. They put a, a, a motion in the Legislative Assembly in B.C. in the fall uh, to support this being their last change as well. Yukon Premier Sandy Silver joining us here this afternoon on 630 Ched. How do you anticipate that everyday life, or business operations at least, could be complicated by the fact, as you mentioned, that BC is mulling the same policy, but is continuing to follow daylight saving time, at least for the time being? I mean, if you look, there there are some northern communities in both Alberta and BC that don't adhere to the twice yearly change. You know, so it's not an issue that in the north we're we're unfamiliar with. Uh, also, as you know, too, you know, we have. Uh 
you know, in the summertime, it's 24-hour daylight. And in the wintertime, you know, the, at most, I think it's like five hours uh, of, of daylight of direct, uh, you know, on average in the Yukon. So, you know, we go through fluctuations of sunlight and, and sunrise and sunsets uh, throughout the year. Uh, overcomplicating that with a, a change on both ends, you know, it really was to the ire of most uh, Yukoners. Uh, we've already heard from uh, some of our airline community about the changes there. We have a runway in Dawson City that, uh, because of its uh, close proximity to mountains, you know, it, they can't land planes there until the sun comes up. So uh, whether we're on whatever time frame, you know, that's, that's their reality. They, they have to make hay when the sun shines. They, they have to land their planes when the, when the, when the sun is up. Uh, so there are some considerations. Um, you know, we, we would love to be able to, uh, you know, again, have that switch be seamless with BC, um, you know, in that a lot of our medical travel a lot of our business uh, happens within BC. Uh, so again, it's really important that uh, you know w- that we see them continuing down on that pathway towards uh, stopping of the twice annual change. Uh, but again, that somebody had to go first. Somebody had to had to actually. We've lots of politicians have talked about this over the years. It's one of those conversations when you're uh, adding an extra hour, you may want to stick to the. Uh, you know, you don't hear a lot of opposition, but when people are losing an hour every year, that's when you usually get the opposition's uh, you know questions in the legislative assembly. So. Somebody had to show leadership on this. It's definitely something that's really important to both Yukoners and people from BC. You know, John Horgan, Premier Horgan, as well said the number one engagement that he's seen as well. He, he was blown away with the, the support for for changing this twice annual clock change. A uh, Yukon Premier Sandy Silver joining us here on six thirty Ched afternoons. Uh, your government survey saw ninety three percent of all respondents indicate their support for ending the seasonal time change. Ninety one percent, as I mentioned earlier, in Alberta. I've responded similarly in our survey here. Now, I'm not asking you to do the jobs of other elected officials in parts of the country, but what advice would you give to the governments or lawmakers in other parts of Canada that are considering doing the same thing that the Yukon is? Well, I mean, it's, it's conversations. You know, uh, you know, Premier Kenny and I have t- had this conversation before. You know, we've reached out to all of our neighbours, whether it be Alaska, Northwest Territories, Alberta, uh, and British Columbia, just to talk about, look, you know, we really think that we need to go this way. Uh, I did see those service re- survey results in, B- in, in Alberta as well, and I mentioned those directly uh, at our last Council of Federation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's time. It's time that uh, all jurisdictions in Canada take a look at this practice. And my goodness, wouldn't it be great for Yukon and for everybody else if uh, we saw the rest of the provinces following our suit? Uh, because it, it, it doesn't make any sense anymore. It's so interesting how, uh, you know, time change, uh, the, the rationale for it was for our farmers, yet Saskatchewan, who's got a lot of proud farmers, uh, doesn't change their clocks uh, annually anymore. So again, it's one of those situations where I think somebody had to go first. I hope that that initiative is going to help other jurisdictions and other legislators say now is the time uh, and, uh, you know, we'll continue this conversation. We're all meeting, all the premiers are meeting uh, this week in uh, in Ontario uh, at the first minister's meetings with the prime minister. I will definitely be bringing this up at that table as well to say, hey, you know, it's, it's time to go and UConn's Yukon sh- showing, showing the lead and we'd love to see other people following. One more question I want to ask you, Premier. So the Yukon's taken the lead on this initiative. How could it be made into law or what sort of red tape or barriers were there in terms of implementing this policy? Because the survey turned out pretty recently. That's a really good question because every jurisdiction is definitely different. I know that uh, Premier Horgan had to make legislative changes. We only have to make regulatory changes. We don't have to bring a, bring a bill forward in the Legislative Assembly. And then when you take a look at Oregon and California and all of the states that are south of B.C., they need 
presidential approval uh, on these issues. And man, I mean, that's that. Uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon, I don't think. So, so again, every jurisdiction is different. Uh, ours was a matter of regulatory change, uh, and really, our big concern and our big issues moving forward is, uh, you know, working with the business community, uh, you know, identifying what concerns are going to happen because of this change, and, and adapting it, and uh, uh, you know, and working with them on the, on those things. Yukon Premier Sandy Silver, thank you so much for your time.